0: Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. choosewood.com.
1: This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. I did, I printed them.
0: Looking for things that use you haven't caught up with yet, but that you do want
1: to. How and why did you decide to broach the topic?
2: It was fun to read laughter really on the page.
1: Valentine's Day is coming up. And if you're like many people I know and happen to be quite fond of, listening to a story about love today might feel like a capitulation to consumerism. But hear me out. The conversation you're about to hear with Roz, Louis, and Ralph Insinger isn't the typical romance fair. It's the story of two people who've lived a lot of life. They're 82 and 88 now and found love when they weren't looking for it via hundreds of emails. Those smart, touching, funny, and frank messages have been published in the book Beyond Beyond, A Chance Encounter, An Online Courtship in the Language of Love. Last year, I had the chance to talk with Roz and Ralph about their epistolary romance, and I'm happy to bring that conversation to you once again today. I started the conversation by asking when and how they first made each other's acquaintances.
2: We met uh, at a lunch by invitation from Ralph to my daughter. Karen is his attorney. And she had been meeting with him and had established a very nice friendship with him as well as a professional relationship. And she had written to me um, sometime shortly after she met Ralph to say that she was so delighted to have a new client who reminded her a great deal of her father, uh, my husband, John, who, who passed away in 2007. And... I was delighted, and she sort of described him as a kind, intellectual, um, very talented architect and and very involved and, and sincere in a way that reminded her a great deal of her dad. And Ralph, coincidentally, wanted to thank Karen, I think, for some work they had done and invited her for lunch. And uh, Karen said, you know, it, it's really not a good time. My mother's in town this week. And, and Ralph said, well, bring her along.
1: So how long was it after that initial meeting that you began, uh, the two of you, began contacting one another without Karen being anywhere involved?
2: I think that um, that evening, Ralph sent an email thanking Karen for lunch, which is really the beginning of our email correspondence. And it was very complimentary to the very pleasant time we'd had. And he also mentioned that it would be nice. Be nice to meet, it was nice to meet me and would be, hope he might meet me again if, on the next trip. And so Karen said, See, Mother, this is what I mean. He's just so lovely. And so I said, Give me his email, and I'll write him a note and thank him for meeting with us. It was nice to meet him. So it was shortly after our meeting. But Nothing other than a kind of uh, friendly thank you.
1: Now, as you began corresponding with one another, and I understand that it began with a, a friendship, was there a specific moment, be it dawning realization or a lightning strike, when you realized what you were feeling about the other person was more than platonic? Ralph, please tell me about that.
0: Well, the next trip that uh, Roz made to Boston, I believe was around Thanksgiving. And uh, she was going to be sharing that with her family and I with mine. But because she was staying uh, enough extra days, I inquired whether I could invite her out to a dinner and that, that just the two of us could talk and get more acquainted because over the lunch period that we had had previously, there was so much information that was let loose that <laughs> was uh, uh, similar with, between Roz and me because of uh, our, our location uh, where we had grown up. And uh, I just felt like it might be more interesting to pursue that more.
1: And that and same location is, it is St. Louis, right?
0: Yes, that's right. <laughs> we both were. Our our early lives were centered around St. Louis and the activities there.
2: I grew up in University City and uh, lived the first 12 years of my life in St. Louis. So there's a a long uh, and happy chapter of my life with happy memories.
0: Yes, my uh, birthplace and where I grew up was St. Charles, Missouri, which is across the river. And uh, we, after we got into high school many of uh, us would from time to time go into St. Louis just for an evening of uh, fun uh, to go in for pizza or to go to a a music program or a movie. And so uh, I just felt like it would be interesting to know some of the things that had interested Roz uh, and compare with the interests that I had and I and my friends. And uh, so when we went to dinner that evening, it started out very comfortably, very pleasantly, because we had had such a nice lunch. But the thing is that we thought it might be a dinner, and then we would say good night and get back to our families. But we became so interested in the conversation that I think we were there like something like three hours or more.
1: And then I understand that part of the the reason you connected as well is some of what you shared as a widow and widower and the experience of, of loss and grief. How did that come up in your conversations? And did that happen fairly early on?
0: You know, Roz was more settled about that because I think she had already been a widow for uh, like 12 years Uh, my wife passed on in 2017 which was like four years before we met and uh I was still sensitive about that but also I was I have to say honestly I was not looking for someone else Mm -hmm. the the loneliness that comes with becoming a single person again is that uh Uh, You know, you don't have those elements in your life like coming home to a a greeting at the door or uh, the uh, fragrances of uh, good food being prepared for the evening, uh, things like that. Uh, And so uh, I just I think that's why the conversation was so good is to find out how she was bearing up.
2: I I want to to interject, Elaine, and and say that um, when we left the MFA, where we had lunch, our very first meeting, and each of us going in our directions for the activities to follow that day, I did mention to Ralph, um, being sensitive to his early journey of grief, that I, having been a widow for 11 years at that point, I said to him, you know, Ralph, This is going to be a difficult and challenging journey you will make, and each of us makes it in our own individual way, but I can assure you that as a man, as a widower, you are going to be... um, you are going to be approached by the casserole brigade. (laughs) And the casserole brigade will be bringing you delicious treats, and they don't even want the casserole back. It is so much easier for a man on on this journey than it is for a woman. Mm -hmm. I don't know whether that's statistically so, because women, I think, still in greater numbers outlive men, but it is just sort of that sense of independence or whatever it is that prompts women to bake cook or whatever and knowing that the best way to get to uh, get a man's attention perhaps might be through his through his stomach so anyway he mused about it and said oh I'm really not interested but it was in fact that sort of light beginning <laughs> about how different things might be for him based on my years of experience um, and I too um, was not seeking a partner I had felt. I'd had a marriage of 45 years to uh, a wonderful man and and felt that he was my soulmate. So both of us were sort of meeting each other independently as we then separated and went on our way.
1: And so then what was it that took your relationship from a friendly correspondence to something perhaps that began including flirtation or?
0: <laughs> well, you know, Elaine, it was a matter of uh, the items that we chatted about when we had that dinner that evening alone. I think some of those issues that we commented on helped us to want to continue the conversation. And, you know, talking that evening with Raz she's so erudite and each time that i would bring something up that i thought was significant or important or, or unique she had such a, uh, a great response to with coming up of some of things of similar things in her own life or uh, discussing it in a way that she had clearly understood what i was talking about because she had somehow brush with the same information i guess and
2: i loved i loved reading ralph's very articulate very humorous very clever emails and as he would present something that was really funny i wanted to be funnier or i wanted to be (laughs) as clever and not that it was a competition but it seemed to in, in an unspoken measured way each of us were enjoying the um the challenge of each other's articulations, I think. We and spe- both of us have a great sense of humor, so we could laugh a lot, and it was fun to read laughter really on the page, on the emails.
1: We're speaking with Roz Louie and Ralph Insinger, who are the authors of Beyond Beyond, A Chance Encounter, An Online Courtship, and The Language of Love. It is a book that has come together from the exchange of hundreds of emails uh, over a few years, and it details how they fell in love late in life. Now, to the point of the um, the humor and the back and forth, um, I, too, am married to someone uh, with whom I started my relationship in email form. So I very much relate to uh, what you're talking about as far as a uh, you know, responding to one another's humor and, uh, and intellect and that, that bit of challenge and a little bit of mystery too because we were not in the same place um, at the same time. Do you think that if you had met one another um, when you were younger and before you met your respective late spouses that you would have hit it off in the same way I
0: don't think it would be. I think that uh, the culture that I had grown up in, it was a small town, and the uh, connections that people had were either through their jobs or through their church attendance or living close to one another in the town that they shared, you know, seeing one another outdoors outdoors, or uh, um, saw each other in shopping and so on, that kind of thing. It was. It, I think in my own case, it took the the uh, growth and uh, uh, process of getting into the university and meeting a var- such a variety of people, variety of people all around the world. Actually, people who came to the university from far abroad and you got to know them in uh, your classes as you were proceeding in the same sorts of interests.
2: I think for me, and I would agree with Ralph, that probably we would not have had this kind of relationship. I think that our, our lives and our maturity and our experiences created commonalities based on where we are in our lives today that perhaps Well, I could probably almost say certainly we're not so when we were younger.
1: Roz, at the end of May 2019, you wrote an email with the subject, Being a Squirrel Has Many Benefits. And in it, you let Ralph know you'd printed out the first emails you began exchanging with one another. And that's one of the things that I I do relate with. I did this with um, emails that my husband had sent to me um, back in the Really? Beginning. Yeah. it's
2: great. Well, I tell you, I, I was just so charmed by, by the emails and Ralph's responses in particular. And um, I did, I printed them, not thinking, you know, other than I might want to read them again, which of course I didn't do initially, but I collected them and sort of in the back of my head. I had this thought that if anything really comes of this in reality, it's the perfect script for a Hallmark Hall of Fame (laughs) geriatric romance.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my
1: goodness. Well, I don't know. I've seen, I saw that phrase. Um, And, I mean, what really occurs to me is that there is so much about the the interaction between the two of you. And and Ralph, I would love for you to read your response to that particular email, because I think it illustrates the point that I would like to lead into. Can you read that response for us, Ralph?
0: Okay. Sent Thursday, May 30th, 2019 at 3.29 PM to Roz. Subject, regarding being a squirrel has benefits. Yes, nature teaches us many things, including squirreling away items that will have significant importance later. And I might add, grant us a second serving of pleasure. Your reflective moments have been on my mind during the hour since I viewed and reviewed your comments. You wrote in such a loving manner, as if a found walnut, broken open, presented you with a golden kernel. I'm truly moved how you embrace our relationship as I do too. It began as a friendship, advanced into a relationship, and now I'm captivated with connection to you. I've been consuming time trying to complete some tasks before I depart for Brookline. That done, I'm ready to collect my things and head out of here. But first I had to respond to your writing. It is beautiful, and I know it will keep my mind occupied into the night, certainly as I slip into bed. Like you, I believe our lives have been choreographed by a loving power, and we are blessed. Squirrel number
1: two. Roz, how does it feel to hear Ralph read that?
2: It's very touching. It's is reflective of his sensitivity and his um, depth of understanding and it's a perfect example of how i just in my email to him suggested that saving things like a squirrel has benefits and he took it to the next level so i i think it's probably a, a perfect indication of how he brought all of these kinds of emotions together.
1: And Roz, how and why did you decide to broach the topic of making your letters into a book?
2: When I thought about it, and I did spend a fair amount of time reflecting on his his emails, that there are so many widows and widowers who feel sadness and loneliness and and not a sense of perhaps there might be another chapter. And I thought that perhaps if someone were reading something authentic and true, they might feel inspired, they might certainly feel hopeful, and might be open. And I think that's that's really the key, to be open to a chapter that you hadn't anticipated, you might have hoped about or thought about in, in passing, but if our words, if our emails could inspire and make others happy, it would, it would be a gift to both of
1: us. Was it hard at all for both of you, you know, to think about this idea of sharing with the world you know, your inner thoughts and feelings and these very sweet and yet very intimate moments? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I have to
2: I have to confess that when we were discussing the content with our publisher and she was insistent that we really not change anything that we really, you know, if we're going to be real, we need to be real because I suggested perhaps I'd like to change my name to something like um Barbara Williams or um and and Ralph could be someone like Dick Jones, just so that we might not be identifiable. And then the publisher said to me, this book has so much meaning, it can only be meaningful if you will be yourselves. So after a reasonably hard sell, I guess I capitulated and hoped that what we were saying really was universal and would give someone an opportunity to relate to us.
0: Mm It was also important to make it clear that we were still enough young at heart that we would still enjoy a lot of the pleasures that uh, uh, young people have. And we didn't want it to be explicit, but we wanted it to be, we weren't ashamed to comment on the fact that our relationship would be much better than simply sitting and watching television every night.
1: So I understand that you had had plans to come and visit St. Louis and they were derailed by the pandemic. Do you plan to come together and what would you like to do or experience when you do make that trip?
2: Well, I'd like, I'd like to show Ralph where I grew up in university city and If Persian Grammar School is still standing, I would like him to see that school that was very meaningful, informative years. Um, I'd certainly like to be in the Delmore Loop with him, where I spent a lot of time and happily anticipated riding on the streetcar. And of course, going to the Muni Opera and going to Forest Park and all those great things in the olden days.
1: (laughs) And current day as, as well. Ralph?
0: As, as for myself, I would certainly go back to my hometown because there happened to be three or four former classmates in gra- grammar school, in, in you, know, you know the elementary school, who uh, are still living. But most of them uh, have passed. Uh, I happen to be one of the lucky ones that is still carrying on here. But uh, the ones that are there uh, were people that came from families in the area where I was living. And while the parents uh, have passed, they are still carrying on at, at age uh, 85 or 86, whatever. And uh, I would like to, to, to catch up with some of them and see what life was like for them. You know, I've went, gone to a couple of High school reunions, and it was most interesting to talk to people about, how did life turn out? Is it what you expected? Did you get all that you wanted out of it? And do you still have the excitement of looking for things that you haven't caught up with yet, but that you do want to? And uh, these are the kinds of things uh, in the area there. Uh, Washington University was a small college when I was uh, attending there. It was, I think, like 4,000 students. And today, I believe it's like 15,000. There's been a lot of new building construction to uh, house students. And there have been new grants uh, uh, from the the, the, uh, successful graduates of the various schools And uh, so uh, new science uh, uh, opportunities are waiting them there, things like that, that would be of great interest to see how well the campus was planned and what the circumstances are now for a student who would be attending there.
1: So now that you are a married couple and that occurred in 2020, I believe. We actually
2: yes, yes it was in September of 2020 and we actually decided that we didn't need to be married particularly in the legal sense of the word but more so in a commitment to each other recognizing that we have grown family grown children and families of our own and grandchildren that Our togetherness is really based on a sense that spending the rest of our lives together is important, most important, and therefore the commitment of being partners with each other uh, is something that we wanted to um,
1: accomplish. So a union of spirits, certainly. For Um, sure. And now that you are together, do you leave one another notes? Occasionally, Um, and
2: sometimes Ralph says, you know, I really can't read your handwriting sometimes, but uh, I think most of the time um, we are so in sync (laughs) that we almost um, don't need to express anything other than what we are articulating verbally at this point. There are occasions, however, when Ralph will write a poem or make a card that is, something that i cherish and um, he has that wonderful gift
1: one of the hashtags people use these days is uh, relationship goals and i think the relationship you have in the way that you uh, mesh with one another is certainly in that category ros Louie and ralph ensinger with an ampersand because they are an official item are the authors of beyond beyond a chance encounter an online courtship and the language of love. It details how the couple fell in love late in life via the exchange of hundreds of emails. Thank you to you both.
0: Thank you. It's been our pleasure.
1: This episode was produced by Emily Woodbury. Audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Doerr.
2: Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer.
1: St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio.
0: Understanding starts here. St. Louis on the Air proudly
2: supports local artists by using music from Life Creative Group.
1: Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the app store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis.